in front of you. Um, if you could open it again uh, to that passage of scripture we read in Malachi. You can have one eye on Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6. So I, I, I'm sure that it's less so in London, but certainly north of the border. Our denomination, uh, the Free Church of Scotland, is thought of kind of really as just uh, the brunt of a lot of jokes. You know, for years and years, whenever the Free Church has, has been mentioned on the Scottish news, it's usually accompanied by... Uh, Some stock footage of a church decades and decades ago. And uh, there's a picture of just a few grannies gathered together and black coats and black hats all huddled together singing uh, Gaelic psalms. You know, to the Scottish media, the media north of the border, we are really stuck in a time warp. And this... um, Apparent lack of a sufficiently progressive attitude is probably best summed up in that terrible joke. Um, I'm sure you know it. Um, How many free church ministers does it take to change a light bulb? (gasps) Change! So we are thought of as not being progressive at all. So from the outside looking in then this attribute that we're considering today, God's immutability, the fact that God doesn't change, well, this should in theory be our favoured doctrine, should it not? The one we most, uh, we talk about most frequently. But, in actual fact, it's probably fair to say that right across the board in Christian circles, God's immutability That's not something we talk about. It's not something that we really consider all that much. You know, we give a lot of thought to God's love. We we do, and we give a lot of thought uh, to his sovereignty and maybe less so to his holiness. But when it comes to the fact that God does change, we're less inclined to think about that. We're less inclined to think and dwell on God's immutability and that is a shame okay that is a pity because when you consider the changeability of our lives and you think about the worries that we face on a daily basis then what a doctrine to consider the fact that god is steadfast that he is unchanging That is a a, a brilliant, a marvellous and encouraging biblical truth. It is. And this verse we're looking at, okay, uh, Malachi 3 verse 6, it is a poetic couplet. Okay, it's a poetic couplet. So it's in two parts. Just, Just look at it there. First part is, I, the Lord, do not change. In the second part, so you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. So it's in two parts. So what we're going to do today, slightly different from the norm, is that our sermon is going to mirror that. So there's going to be two parts to our sermon. And the first part of the verse 
It states God's immutability. So the first part of our sermon, we will do that. We'll state it. We'll examine God's immutability. And then the second part of the verse, it looks at the implications of the fact that God doesn't change. So that's what we'll do in the second part of our sermon. We'll look at the implications. We will apply God's immutability. So it's a poetic couplet. Two parts. There's two parts to the verse. There's two parts to the sermon. So let's get to it. Let us uh, consider this marvelous uh, doctrine. Let's consider part one. And that is the immutability of God examined. The immutability of God examined. And let's firstly reflect on the fact that God is unchanging in who he is. You got that? God is unchanging in who he is. Now, the substance of everything that you know and the substance of everything that I know is subject to change, isn't it? There is absolutely nothing in fallen creation that doesn't change. Let's think about some examples of that. Okay, let's take mountains as an example. Mountains change, don't they? They're frozen by ice. They are furrowed by rivers and by waterfalls. They're altered by plant life, by animal life. Mountains change. Okay, that's fine. Let's think bigger. Let's take the British Isles as an example, this island we live on, it changes. It's subject to erosion. Parts of it fall into the sea. It's changed by storms, by rain, by wind, by uh, man-made objects. You see the point? Regardless of what it is, whether it's mountains, whether it's the British Isles, whether it's planets even, everything is subject to change. Except God. Except God. See, God is different. In his essence, in in who he is in himself, he never ever alters or changes. There's nothing that can affect a change on God. He is always the great, unchangeable I am. Just think about that, you know, but before you were born, before you were even born, God was as he is now. You know, before the fall of man, God was as he is now. Before the creation of the stars, before the creation of light even, God was exactly as he is now and he will always be the same he never varies in his essence he never think about it he never decays at all he never declines he never deteriorates he never feels that hand of time ticking against him he never feels these aches and pains of aging and there's never even so much as a wrinkle on the divine brow. Now James 1, 17 says, God 
does not change like shifting shadows. Psalm 102 says about God, you remain the same and your years will never end. So God is unchanging in who he is. He has an immutable essence. Got an immutable essence. But God is also unchanging in his attributes. Because, you know, we've said that this verse is a, what did I say? It was a, a poetic couplet. It's a verse in two parts. And these parts aren't separate. They're linked. And in fact, these two parts of the verse, they're almost contrasted here. Do you see it? I, the Lord, you, O descendants of Jacob, do not change, are not dis- destroyed. You see, they're, they're linked and they're contrasted. And really the best place to observe God's unchangeability is when we look at our own, when we look at man's changeability. Okay, let's take an example. Let's take Christopher Hitchens as an example of this. Do you know who I mean by Christopher Hitchens? Hitchens was uh, a British intellectual. A very interesting man, Hitchens very prominent. He died, actually, about this time last year. Now, obviously, I am not recommending uh, Hitchens and his view on religion. Hitchens was a devout atheist, but politically, Hitchens was a really interesting character. He was really interesting, because in his youth, Hitchens was the most devout socialist you could get, I think. You know, in his latter years of school and through university in Oxford, he was an ardent socialist. But that changed. And over the years, his view altered. And eventually he disavowed socialism. And he said that capitalism, this was the only workable way. He had swung from the left to the right. And then, in his later life, what happened? Well, Hitchens began to change his mind again. And he began to soften towards socialism. And late in life, he came out and said, actually, I am a Marxist. See, he had swung. He had swung from the left to the right and back again. So like all of us, like you and me, like all of mankind, Hitchens' views changed. The more he read, the more his views changed. The more he was affected by external events, the more his views altered. But such unsettled changeability is not found in our God. You see, our God is not like that. His wisdom is constant. His character is constant. His attributes are Immutable, where we fluctuate in our love, don't we? We fluctuate in our compassion, on in our reliability. God never, ever does that. Never. Why? Okay? There's the question. Why? Why does God not change? 
Well, God is immutable because he is perfect. And we need to get our heads around that. God does not change because of his perfection. See, there's nothing that can be added to God. There's nothing that can be added to God's knowledge or his power or his wisdom or holiness. They are infinite attributes. They're infinite and perfect. And there can't be any deterioration in any of these things. Otherwise, the Bible couldn't speak about God's perfection like it does. So let's be clear. God is incapable of change because of his completeness, because he's flawless, because he is faultless, because he is perfect. So God is immutable in who he is. Immutable in who he is. Now, I don't know if you remember back in September... But the Liberal Democrats released a video. Do you remember this? Nick Clegg's infamous video. Where he came out and made this public video where the Liberal Democrats, I suppose it was a full-blown apology for their broken promise on tuition fees. Do you remember the video? Well, at the time, the video was torn to shreds. The... The press really went to town on it. And a lot of spoof videos were made of uh, Nick Clegg's original. And the spoof videos really focused on Nick Clegg's main phrase, his central phrase of the video. And he said this, Nick Clegg said, We made a pledge. We did not stick to it. And for that, I'm sorry. We made a pledge. We did not stick to it. And for that... I'm sorry. And that takes us uh, to the fact that not only have we seen that God is unchanging in who he is, but he is unchanging in what he does. He's unchanging in what he does. Because unlike Mr. Clegg, and unlike you and I, God's promises and God's plans are unchanging And they are immutable. You see, our God is a covenant God. Have you heard that before? He's a covenant God. And that means that he is a God who makes promises. And because of who he is, these promises are unbreakable and unchanging promises. So think about that. You know, when we open our Bibles and we read a promise of God, let's take... In all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Or if we take another promise, let's say about his church, that the gates of hell will not overcome. Then we know that that's not a promise that was just relevant for the time that it was delivered. It wasn't just relevant years ago. No, that's an unchanging promise. It is an immutable promise, an eternal promise that cannot be broken. Isn't that, isn't that incredible? Isn't that amazing? And the same can be said of God's plans. God's plans, they too are unchangeable. Because God doesn't act like we do. 
We were hearing a lot about finance in the beginning of the week in the news. And we heard that the government considering slightly altering their approach to the financial crisis. A slight change in what they do. Now, God, he doesn't do that. He never does that. He never changes his plans halfway through. Because he is an all-knowing God, because he's an all-powerful God, you see, because he knows how these plans are going to turn out, God won't ever think better of his plans. Now consider this. Hear me here. God won't ever reconsider his plan of redemption. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't it? God won't ever, ever reconsider his plan of redemption. So God is unchanging in his plans and his promises. They are set in stone. They're set in stone. So that's, we've seen part one of this sermon. We have examined something of God's immutability. You know, God is unchanging in who he is. He is unchanging in what he does. So let's move on and let's consider the second part of this verse. And let's consider the second part of the sermon. And that is the immutability of God applied. The immutability of God applied. So what do you think? You know, what do you think of this doctrine? Is it kind of up here? Is this just a metaphysical irrelevance? Is it? Is it irrelevant? Or can this be applied to our lives? Is this relevant to where we are today in this building this morning? Well, the first thing that we need to consider and get our heads around is surely the fact that there is comfort here. Okay? There is comfort for God's people in the fact that he is unchanging. There is comfort. Because where are you today? Are you at a point where you are, you're at your wit's end with the, the people in your life? Are you really at the end of your tether with how fickle people can be and how capricious and how unreliable people are? Well, if so, draw strength and draw, draw comfort from the fact that God is not like that. God is not capricious. He is a firm and he is an unalterable foundation for our lives. Now, our jobs might go and your health might entirely fail and your family and your friends, they might go. But God is not like that. God is unchanging. 
And he is dependable. Scripture calls God a rock. A rock. Do you see the, the, the comfort in that? Our God is unchanging. He is dependable. He is always, always the father of compassion. And he will never leave us or forsake us. And that idea is crucial, isn't it? That idea that God will never leave us, never leave us, that's important. Because I don't know how closely you were following the news this week, but did you hear of Bessie Cooper? Bessie Cooper, does that name ring a bell? Well, Bessie was the oldest living human being. Bessie was from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, I think. And uh, Bessie lived to 116 years old. But Bessie died. And sometimes it feels that we are just surrounded at all sides by death, doesn't it? And the reality of the curse of sin is that every single one of our loved ones and our friends, that they will die. That they will, at some point, leave us. But not God. He is dependable. He is unchanging. You will never have to grieve for your God. For he is unchangeably alive and he will be with you forevermore. So there is comfort in God's unchanging dependability, but there's further comfort, surely, in God's unchanging affections. His unchanging affections. Because who is this verse written to? Malachi 3.6. Who is it directed to? Have a look at it. It says, I, the Lord, do not change. So you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. It's written to the descendants of Jacob. It's written to the covenant people of God. And if you are a covenant child of God, okay, get this. If you are in Christ Jesus, then be assured this morning of one thing. Be assured of God's unfailing, unchanging love for you. Because God has always loved you. Isn't that amazing? He's loved you but since before uh, you were born. He loved you then as a son, as a daughter, as a, a child of God. And that love will never diminish. It will never uh, deteriorate. It will never change. And it will last eternally. God will love you unchangingly. Now, our lives are littered with people who fall in and out of love with us, aren't they? You know, people love us and then they leave. People love us and then they fall out of love with us. But not God. Paul says in Romans 8, I am convinced 
that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in the creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. You see, God is unchanging. He is immutable. And that means, Christian, that God loves you and that he will always, always love you. That love does not change. And then the final area in which we can draw comfort from is something we saw a little last week, and that is God's unchanging, undeserved favor. His unchanging grace. Okay. And I'm sure you saw that as you read through it, that that is the crux of the verse in Malachi. God's unchanging grace. Because what is he really saying in verse 6? What is it that God is really saying to his people? He's saying, I don't change. Therefore, because I don't change and I always act the same way, you're going to have an opportunity here to repent before you're destroyed. There's going to be, I don't change, so there's going to be an opportunity, a window of opportunity to repent and ask for forgiveness. God always acts the same way. And because God's immutable, we can take comfort in that same grace, that same grace that he showed them, he shows us. Psalm 119 says, your faithfulness continues throughout all generations and note as well that that unchanging grace there's always there's always blessing at the end of that for his people because verse 10 you saw this verse 10 it says i will throw open the floodgates of heaven that's cracking imagery that is it not i will throw open the floodgates of heaven I will pour out so much blessing that you will not have enough room for it. You see, God promised blessing to these people in Malachi chapter 3, and God is immutable. So know this. Know that for his people it is guaranteed that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has conceived what God has prepared for you and I. God shows blessing. So do you see it, friends? Do you see the inherent comfort that God's immutability can bring? God's immutability brings comfort for his people. But we're going to end just now. And we're going to end by looking at the flip side of that coin. Because there is a flip side to it. We've seen the comfort. Now let's consider the terror of God's immutability. The terror of God's immutability. Now I learned a a really important parenting lesson this week. Um, Because Ellie Rose, who's my 20-month-old daughter, she was sitting there at the table and I was desperately trying to get her to eat her tea, which sounds simple, but it isn't. And uh, I was trying my best. And I was trying to be a diligent father. 
And I was even trying to be strict with her, or as strict as I can be. But I couldn't. And she was having none of it. And because she smiled at her dad, I just melted. And I let her away with it. And I said, okay, fair enough, Ellie Rose, you can go and play with your toys. But is it not the case that so many people think that that is what it is going to be like with God? They think that, yeah, okay, they've done some bad things, that they may have sinned, that they may have displeased God, but come on, ultimately, when all said and done, that God is going to kind of loosen his stance, He's not really going to punish me for my sin. He's going to let me off with that wickedness, with that sin. But friend, look what we've looked at today. God is what? He is immutable. He is unchanging. And that means that his attitude towards sin, it's not going to waver. God's not going to change in his holiness and in his intolerance toward wickedness. He's not suddenly going to become accepting to sin. God is never going to compromise with evil. He is immutable. So if you are, this morning, as you sit here, if you are not a Christian, then fear God's immutability. Fear it. Because he will never tolerate wickedness, never, and he will always, always punish it. And because God is eternal and unchanging, that punishment for sin it will also be eternal and it will be unchanging in its ferocity. You see, look where the verse sits. Where does verse, sit, verse 6 sit? It sits between two passages about God's wrath and anger at sin. He says in chapter 4, Surely the day is coming, it will burn like a furnace all the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble and that day that is coming will set them on fire. So friend, fear God's immutability. Fear it. But more than that, this morning, why don't you put your trust in God. Why don't you trust in Jesus Christ? For he is a saviour who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you do that, then you too will experience the floodgates of heaven open. And you will experience blessing. Blessing from a gracious God a merciful God and an immutable God. I, the Lord,
do not change. So you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Let's pray.